Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Straight people get to hold hands with the person that they love on the street. If I want to hold my boyfriend's hand on the street, it is almost like an act of revolution. You know, she was like, you know, if you want to be gay, if you want to be with this girl, then you need to move out and you lose all benefits as my daughter. Black and brown folk are sometimes not allowed to be soft. We're not given the same grace to be tender. What up, y'all? Welcome to Cheekies and Chill. I'm your host, Cheekies. And I'm here today with a very, very special and sexy guest. Okay. You know what? Bitch, go on. Go on and introduce yourself. You don't Woo! know. <laughs> Cheekies. What up? I'm so happy to be here with you. It oh. is truly an honor. And you are like Latino royalty. So I'm so excited oh. to hang with you and chat with you. But thank for those you, of you who you. don't know me, my name is Curly Velasquez. I am a mm-hmm. writer, active personality. Um, I was kind of discovered in the kitchen at BuzzFeed. I used to serve their lunches. And I worked my way up into creating content for them. Um, mm-hmm. And... You know, we started the Latino Vertical uh, called Pero Like, which has opened the doors for me in so many different ways, um, which has led me to play myself on the show called Viva on Stars, and also comment on um, a documentary about Walter Mercado on Netflix with me and my abuela talking about the impact that he had on the culture. And, you know, and now I get to hang with you. We've actually hung out before. I interviewed you a long time ago at BuzzFeed. At um, BuzzFeed, yes, babe. Yes, several hairstyles ago and several outfits <laughs> ago. Oh, and how are you, babe? How are you? I'm good. I wanted to tell you, Like, too, right uh, now, in this moment. <laughs> oh, my God. In this moment, leg day at the gym was on Tuesday, Ooh. so I am sore as hell. But I'm so excited. I wanted to tell you, too, because there's so... You know Latina moms. Latina moms are always, mm-hmm. like, they are impressed, but not easily impressed. And I told mm-hmm. my mom, like... I'm going to hang out with Cheekies. And she was like, oh, my God. Like, so excited. She, <laughs> she loves you and your family. I'm constantly getting, like, updates on how the family's doing. Um, your sister and I, Jenica, are friends on um, Insta. Yes, on Insta. Yes, yes, she loves you. I love her. We She's love so you. Dope. I love you <laughs> Isn't all. Isn't she fabulous? 
She's fabulous, but and so my Thank mom you, is babe. a huge fan. Shout out if she's, she's probably gonna be listening. And what's your uh, mom's name? Mirna. Mirna, un saludito, mi Mirna. Gracias por el cariño. <laughs> Sending you a big old kiss, mama. <laughs> oh my god. Are her, you close to your mom? Oh, I'm tight with all my family. Like super tight. We oh, weren't good. always really tight, specifically mm-hmm. because like growing up as a young queer kid. A lot of parents in general, but I feel like Latine parents or Latino or Latinx, however you identify, mm-hmm. they sometimes will inflict their own uh, generational trauma on their own kids and their Absolutely. own without knowing it. So mm-hmm. they weren't always necessarily the best parents, but I think that they also weren't the worst. But growing up and being able to look back and be like, damn, you were 20, how old when you had me? Like, you were yeah, just yeah, learning, think, you know. Exactly. Things have changed. And um, my mom, believe it or not, was very, also very traditional. I mean, it just, mm-hmm. it, I mean, they're so young when they have us. You know what I mean? They're so so young. they're growing up or we're growing up together. You feel me? Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad everything's good with your family. So in today's episode, Curly and I are going to talk about his coming out story and the spectrum of identifying as gay or queer in the Latinx community. I happen to think that people are born gay. I don't know what you think. I, I want us to have a very open conversation. Mm-hmm. I feel that there's usually, I talk, to, talk, I talk about this with a lot of my friends, that there's a gay gene either on your mom's side or your dad's side, but I f- really feel that that exists. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Actu- I actually identify as queer and a lot more people okay. are identifying more as queer. Queer kind of gives you the space to not just live in this one box of being gay, right? Like, okay. yo, por ejemplo, I used to hook up with girls when I was younger and boys. I identified as bisexual for a really long time. Okay. And then I started to skew more into boys. And now that I'm older, I don't know that I would necessarily uh, rule it out that I would hook up with a girl. Um, okay. And I also find that I, I don't really care what somebody's working with between their legs. If you have a cute fade and a nice bicep, I'm down, mm-hmm. you know? Pick okay, me up. so... Yeah, I'm so glad you're explaining this because, again, this is a topic that is still very taboo in our culture. Yes. Unfortunately, um, but this is why we're having this conversation because now that you're saying, I'm glad that I'm, that we're talking about it, the, you know, queer, now I know what it is. So, because yes. my brother, Johnny, uh, he's going he's gonna to be 21, yes. he has had a hard time accepting it. At first, he thought he was gay. Then he's like, you know what? He, he told me something else. I don't remember what it was called, but he's like, I just, it doesn't matter, like you just said, if you have a penis or a vagina, if yeah. I connected to your soul yeah then i want to be with you there's sapiosexual there's a lot of different things i think okay. queerness by the way i sent your brother a message i was like if you need to talk if you just need a friend <sighs> like didn't. anything 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 <sighs> he probably didn't see it in the dms or he probably was like i don't know you. i'm bitch. gonna tell him though but, <laughs> but i was like if you ever just need to talk right because like there's no right way and there's no wrong way like to mm-hmm. be who you are so for me it's like I do believe that people are born a certain type of way, right? And they mm-hmm. can, uh, they, I believe that as well. But I think of queerness and I think of sexuality and gender as a spectrum. Look, I think people can be born this way. I think I was born this way. I came out really young. Even as a little kid, I didn't really know how to hide it. I didn't know what I identified as. Um, but I think everybody, everybody, if they let themselves, mm-hmm. if they really were like, you know what? Like, I fuck with this person so much. Like, we could have a relationship. I might not want to fuck you. I might not want to have sex mm-hmm. with you. But, like, do you want to be, like, a life partner of mine? Do you want to be, yeah. like, with Ooh. me? And it could be, like, best friends. It can look so many, like, so many different ways. I have a question, Curly. And I feel like you are the person I can ask this, mm-hmm. like, to. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get offended or anything. Because I've always wondered. The word fag. 
how do you feel about that word? And what, honestly, I just... <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I, I think, I mean, I was like, you know, I'm going to ask Curly because... Yes. There's certain people that are like, don't call me that. Like, you know what I mean? I get that. I, I mean, I would never, but you know what I mean? Like, yes. what do you feel about the word fag? Again, it's a nuanced conversation, right? Like, it's very, it's interesting. On one side, can we use it to be empowering? Like, I, me personally, mm-hmm. um, I heard Margaret Cho said, uh, Margaret Cho years ago said, I love the word faggot because it describes my kind of guy. Like, my mm. kind of person. And I remember growing up and being like, oh my God, I love that too. On the flip, my favorite Aries to have ever existed, perhaps maybe my favorite human, Maya Angelou, would consistently yes. quote the Bible and say, like, in the beginning there was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And she would say there is power that you can measure in words. So when you use mm-hmm. words like fag and faggot, like, you have to really understand the type of energy that you are really birthing through the divinity within you, right? So, like, there is power in your words. So... Um, personally, like me, I mean, I mean, porta, but to other people mm-hmm. like who are, who are still being killed across the world, who still don't have laws, who still can't get married, no laws of protection, who are literally being murdered globally, those words, and maybe the use of them there, you know, you should be mindful of that, that you are kind of essentially perpetuating a word that is rooted in hate and rooted in bigotry, right? Okay, perfect. I needed to ask that because, again, I want everyone that's listening to understand I'm a huge advocate for the LBG community, mm-hmm. um, Q community, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm just like I, I wanted to, to to have this conversation with someone like yeah. you, especially with coming out. And I just saw this post yesterday. How uh, or what do you do when someone comes to you and comes out? What are the actions? You give them a hug if you have no words. You know what I mean? So when you came out, how was that? How old were you when you came out? Um, I was very young. I was the first time I ever vocalized it to anybody. I was 11. And then by the time I came out to my family, I was like 12, 13. But that's kind of a weird. I, uh, I just shared this story with like Hulu uh, and attention. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of a story because it was kind of the beginning of the internet craze where AOL was popping off and chat rooms and being able to search for things that you didn't have access to before. Right. So I got caught because I was looking up dicks on the Ooh. internet and I didn't know, nobody told me this, that there was a thing called uh, your internet search history, right? Ah, uh, yes. And so when my parents went in, <laughs> they, they were like, what the fuck are you looking at? And I was like, uh-huh. what do you mean? And they were like, well, are you gay or like, what are you? And it was a whole big thing. It was a lot more dramatic than that, of course, right? Like I was crying and my dad, I thought, you know, my dad was uh, my dad was a Marine. He We grew up in kind of in an abusive household. Like, my dad is very macho. Like, mm-hmm. the type to be like, uh, I'm going to build that. I don't, need, I don't need to pay anybody. I'm going to build this shit. Oh, I don't need to, oh, like, okay. uh, hire somebody to fix the pipe. Doesn't pipes. ask I'll for directions. No, he uh-huh. is, like, a man's man. Yeah. Which is dope, by the way, because <laughs> if I'm walking with him uh-huh. at night, he alguien, like, gets in front of us, he's like, what? Like, he's ready, right? Ooh, um, look at him. <laughs> Marines, man. Okay, so then... Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up coming out and it was rough in the beginning. It was really tough. The way that they started to um, come around was when I got my heart broken for the first time. Um, and when you are depressed and in love and you get your heart broken, like Oof. you don't, that's something that, you know, people who have been older, like people who have been alive, they're the ones that can help uh, you and be like, I promise you, uh, you will yeah. make it you through You feel this. like you're going to die in that moment. You feel like you're going to die. And so... Mm-hmm. 
I remember putting my head on my mom's shoulder and being like, I'm just so sad. I was heartbroken over somebody that I loved and his family didn't accept him. And and he became, uh, um, we're we're Catholic and and he became like even more uh, Christian. And he dived, he dove deeper into his faith and kind of abandoned everything that I had known about him um, because of his faith. And I just felt like I wanted to help him get to a point where he could understand that the creator loved him exactly as he was. Um, And so it was really hard. And so that's when we started to kind of get closer to one another. Um, But, you know, one of the things that I always say, por ejemplo, is that when somebody comes out to you or somebody says, um, oh, I'm queer or I'm this or whatever, I don't really like when people say, I accept you. Like... That's great. Okay, good. But That's I, good to know. But I always say like, okay, because that because I always say, um, you know, when you order something like in online, like on eBay or something, yeah, and yeah. You, you get it in the mail or on Amazon, you get it in the mail and you're like, well, it doesn't look the way that I wanted it to look, but it's fine. I accept it. I'm too lazy to send it back. It's fine. But right, yeah. I prefer when somebody says, that's amazing, Cheekies. I celebrate you because when you order Perfect. something on Amazon and it is exactly what you wanted, you're like, ah! Oh my God, this is exactly uh-huh. what I wanted. This is exactly what I needed. Oh my so God, when you what a do beautiful that, way to put it. Yeah, yeah, so when you do that for somebody in your life where you go, Cheekies, you are exactly who I wanted in my life. You are exactly who I needed. I prayed for God for you. I thought of you and you got here and, and here you are and I love you and I celebrate you. You know, oh my goodness, that to me is Curly. better than I accept you because you're like, eh, whatever, it's fine. You don't really. Yeah, no, 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 I celebrate <laughs> you, who you are. Yeah, no, yes. absolutely. No, mm-hmm. I'm so glad. Yeah, because that those these are all things that we all need to know. You feel me? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know, but I had I had like a I I, I always say this. I think I'm like 20 percent lesbian. Yeah, um, I, I get a little vodka in me, and I'm just like, I want to kiss girls. You know what I mean? Look what I'm saying. Everybody's on the spectrum. Everyone's yes. in it. You know, it's and true. I had girls. a girlfriend at 23. Yeah, I'm like, wow. hey, uh-huh. you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What What kind of girls do you get into when you have a little vodka? Do you like a more femme, a little bit more mask? More mask, to okay. be honest. And sometimes lipstick. It just it just depends. You know what I mean? I haven't yeah. done it a lot. I'm gonna be honest, but yeah. there are times when I'm just like, I just want to kiss this girl. I'm all about the yes. the anatomy of a woman. I think every woman is so beautiful, and I love looking mm-hmm. at their bodies mm-hmm. and like the whole mm-hmm. thing. Like, and not in a sexual way. Just like I appreciate and you know the the, the woman. You know the body of a woman. Absolutely. You know? Same. Me too. That's the yeah. beauty of being queer, right? Like, you're like, I identify predominantly as a straight woman, I'm, I'm assuming. Like, mm-hmm. you would say that you're cis and yeah. you're pet. Um, cis, like, cisgendered and heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, and But you have, like, your little, like, you know, every now and then, you're like Once a little a while, something extra. You know. <laughs> which is so cool because I think there you go. There you go. There's the beauty of the mm-hmm. spectrum, which I hope that more people are willing to tap into it doesn't mean and that's the thing too right like it doesn't mean like you someone's like well then you're bi or you're a lesbian and you're like well not really i don't really not identify really. in that in those spaces but i can yeah. identify over here you know as an actor a producer and a proud latino father my days can get very busy which is why i make sure to dedicate time to what's important like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, 
State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I also had a question for you, Cheekies, too. Like, and I don't know yes. if it's too deep or if it's too... Anything. Nothing's too deep. Shoot. Because um, you mentioned, like, your mom, right? And your mom is this icon that everybody knows. And you mentioned that you think that she may have had an issue with your brother. Um, and yeah. we were also talking about, like, growth. Do you think that, you know, in 2021, that there would have been some level of, like, growth and that she may have actually been like, you know what? I celebrate you. You know what, Curly? I'm, I, I've never talked about this anywhere, but I feel comfortable with you, and this is a space to do it. Um, my mom was a very open woman and very, very raw in certain areas of her life. When I went through my – I had a girlfriend at 23. I talk about it in my book, Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, she found out because she was looking through my stuff. Actually, my sister told her. So she was mm-hmm. looking through my stuff – and she she told me, you know, um, and here's the thing. She's not here anymore. You know, está para defenderse, pero es la verdad y, y con todo respeto, because I'm going to, you know, I just want to clear that up. Of but, course. you know, she was like, you know, if you want to be gay, if you want to be with this girl, then you need to move out and you lose all benefits as my daughter. Mm. And I'll never forget I was in the restaurant, but I love this girl. You know what I mean? And and the crazy thing is it wasn't even a sexual thing with this girl. It was all mental and I felt different and I didn't feel the pressure because I was sexually abused of having to have sex. 
sex. It was just, it was, it was non-existent, the sex. It was just kissing and holding hands. And I just felt, oh, someone loves me without wanting to touch me, you know, sexually. So I tried to explain that to her and she didn't understand it. And I told her, I'm like, you have a lot of gay friends and your fans are gay and you have employees that are gay. She's like, yeah, but not in my household. And I think it was just because of how she grew up. Now, mind you, I think if she was here now and how things are and how she knows and she loves Johnny, her youngest, it would have been difficult for her. She probably wouldn't have talked to him for a little bit, but she would have come around. Mm-hmm. I know it for a fact because she loves her children more than anything, yes. you know, but it, I, it, it's tough because I've never said that out loud. You know, I never want to make my mom look bad, but that's yeah. we all have to respect everyone's Absolutely. thoughts and, and their feelings and how she was raised in reality. Cause still in our family, it's not necessarily okay. You know what I mean? To be gay, to be queer, but it's kind of like, don't talk about it. Let's just out of sight, out of mind sort of thing. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think she, she would have come along. and I, But more than anything, I think my mom was more like, what am I doing wrong as a parent? I wasn't here. She would blame herself a lot. Like, it's because I'm working. It's because I chose the wrong men to have kids with and they're not here to help me. And she, that would have gotten in her mind, like, what did I do wrong as a parent? And in yes. reality, it's not about the parent, you it's know? Not, it's not. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. And, I, and I'm really thankful. Thank you for opening up in that way. Um, and thank you for sharing that part. It actually moved me to emotion and I was getting chills because, you know, that mm. goes back to the trauma of our family and the, the way that what they inflict on us and what they put on us. Um, yeah. I am giving you so much love and so much energy that you, yes, I feel that, that you just want to be loved and hugged and, and mm. you know, not have to do that other thing, right? Yeah. Um, we have we don't really know each other outside of this, but I love you. You are so loved. Oh, you are amazing. Thank, Thank you. you for sharing that. Um, it is really powerful, and you know I do hope that, I do think as well that hopefully there would have been like a a, a movement into understanding like that I'm had sure nothing it w- to do with her and everything. To yeah, do I with- think she would have understood it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and then my sister went through that, and then she went through through. She she calls it a phase now. You know, it's part of her testimony. And my mom thought it was because of me. She's like, she saw you do it, and it's because now she wants to do it. And I really think that there's a gay gene in our family. You know what I mean? I have a lesbian aunt. I have a gay uncle. You know, and it's just something. Don't talk about it. You know what I mean? But it's like it's the truth, dude. This is this is the life that we live in. There's nothing wrong with loving whoever you love. And back then, I was scared and I was young, and I did choose my mom and my family over this girl. Her and I are still friends. She's beautiful. I love her so much and she has a girlfriend and but she taught me so much. Now I'm like, okay, I, I learned what I had to learn from her and I'm grateful, you know? Yes, and I don't yeah. I don't judge my mom because I get it, you know, and she was born yeah. in a different time. You feel me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing too, you want to get to a place where you're not judging anybody. And mm-hmm. I think that- I'm, I'm just about I'm about live and let live, you feel me? Yes. And then and then there and then you know, now in twenty twenty one there are different terms that people use that they're like, you know, sapiosexual. That's when you like you're you don't care what they're working with, you just like their mind, right? Like that's you're like, yeah, that's my brother. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. uh I just found out that I can identify as androsexual and that means that I don't care what you're working with. As long as you are a masculine presenting individual, I'll probably be Ooh. attracted to you. Um It's what 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 did you say that was called? Androsexual. Androsexual. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm gonna be real honest with you right now because now mm. that you're bringing that up, um, mm. a few years back, I I thought either you're gay, queer, or straight, mm-hmm. and I didn't really believe in bisexuality. And mm-hmm. through Johnny, mm-hmm. I was all open about you know gay people and queer, you know the the, the community, but. 
I didn't understand bisexuality or what we're talking about until mm -hmm. like a few years back with, with Johnny. He's like, no, yeah. and he made me understand. And he's like, genuinely, I wish in my heart for a long time, it took him a while to just accept himself. Now he's more open about it. Mm -hmm. But he's like, I don't want to feel this way. I can't help that I, I I'm yes. falling in love with this girl. Mm -hmm. But I was in love with the boy last year. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, he's like, I swear to you. like, And he made me understand. And now I'm like, damn. And I think everything happens for a reason. He's like my, he's my brother, obviously. He's my yes, son. Yes. And I know it would have been very hard for my mom to accept it. Uh -huh, she was very wow. traditional. And it's uh -huh, just because uh -huh. I think of how she was sure. raised. And I don't yes. blame her. As far as your, your brother goes... Um, you know, having dealing with your identity, your queer identity, whether that's queerness within your gender or your sexuality, um, and the guilt that sometimes we feel like we're different or we're hurting people or mm -hmm. the need to live within like a heteronormative life. Um, when you, it can get daunting and it can get scary and it can get sad. And, and you know, sometimes you're like, I want to yeah. be um like them i want to be where the people are right and yeah. when i look at nature i look at all the fish in the sea the insects crawling around the different mm -hmm. types of flowers and trees and i think i always say the creator loves and honors diversity it honors difference yes. right and so humans tend to be like nope we got to stay in line and we got to do this we got to be one way Mm -hmm. You can express yourself for all that you are, for all that you were created to be. Don't hurt nobody. Don't be narcissistic. Live with good intentions. Be, yes. Live with good intentions. Mm -hmm. But if being you is, makes you feel good, where would you want to wear? Wear a little makeup. Throw a hat on. Like Do then you, you are absolutely honoring that which you, created you and the place from which you came from. Yes, I completely agree with you. And, and that's something that I'm all about. Live and let live. I love you. You don't hurt me. I don't hurt you. Do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting anyone. I always say that. And that's yeah. something that I told Johnny, my brother. I'm like, you know what? Because of the Christianity, you know, my family's Christian and my mom wouldn't be okay with them. Like, this is your life, though. You have a testimony. You're going to be able to share. Like, you can't help what, what you are. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. you have to embrace it. And now it's better. But, yeah. but absolutely. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. 
It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Curly. So in the black and Latino culture, how do you feel like coming out? Do you think it's less or more accepted than, let's say, you know, Anglo? Like, what do you think about that? Um, I always say that I can only speak uh, from experiences that I come from. So I like I can't uh, necessarily speak on black experience, but I can speak on like mestizo uh, Latine experience. Um, And what I find from having conversations with a lot of uh, amazing uh, black folk in academia, in, uh, in entertainment and brown folk in the same communities as well, is that machismo is really like a currency. It's a currency globally, right? Like being, even sometimes uh, femmes and women think like they got to act a certain type of way to be seen, mm-hmm. um, to be taken seriously. Um, and, and and this is kind of a debate that I've gotten into before is that I think that like black and brown folk are sometimes not allowed to be soft. We're not given the same grace to be tender. Um, those things yeah. can be seen as white. They can be seen as weak. They can be seen as like, um, uh, boys don't cry. Boys mm-hmm. don't cry. Los niños no lloran, you know, like, uh, yeah. toughen up. Da, 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 da. Like, oh, tu eres muy chillon. My abuelita, you know, back in the day would always call mm-hmm. me el chillon, el, el chillon, chillon, el chillon, which is true. And yeah, I agree. I think it is sad. And there's also, there's always going to be a conversation about, um, queerness, especially when it comes to the spectrum of racial identity and kind of like, um, racial politics, uh, skin tone, colorism, mm-hmm. specifically, I think, within the United States. But absolutely. Have you dated I mean, out of your race? Oh, yeah. I actually I actually have never dated a white person. Uh, that's okay. the only, um, not because I don't want to, but I, I, I find that uh, white queer folk in L.A. sometimes tend to date other white queer folk in L.A. Um, okay. And, and this is kind of like based on my own limited experience. I'm not trying to generalize anybody in it, and I'm not saying everybody does this. But I find that when uh, a lot, of, sometimes when white queer folk want to date me or, or some of my friends, they expect us to be kind of like hyper versions of what they expect a Latino, a, a Black American, or a Black Latino mm. or a mestizo to be like a little bit rougher, a little bit more hood. They want us to be the top all the time. The top, okay. (laughs) Be a power top now. (laughs) Have you been unfaithful before? Like in a- Never in in any of my, actually, I'm gonna gonna keep it real with you because I always keep it real. I actually had different ideas of what unfaithful meant for a very long time. Like I didn't understand. So for me, I always thought that unfaithful meant an affair like having an affair with somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Like an emotional affair? Like an emotional, a physical okay. affair. Like I was going to the same person. I always thought of that oh, as I being see. unfaithful. I never thought like kissing someone else was unfaithful. I never thought that like engaging sexually with some other person one time was being unfaithful. And like so, flirting, texting and stuff. Well, mm. even like even like oral. Like I never thought that that oh. was like cheating i was like well i'm gonna go back to like my boyfriend and i'm never gonna see this person again so how is that being unfaithful but now as an adult and of course through years of therapy and kind of un- you know understanding and by years i mean like a year and a half and two years um oh. it's just- <laughs> You're like, and by years i mean six months <laughs> i love it <laughs> but like no but you know after therapy like i'm like oh i was kidding myself like i was like not being honest with myself and sometimes you don't even know that you're not being honest with yourself you start to believe what you believe and yeah so to answer your question yes did i think that that's what i was doing at the time no but yeah you you had to go through that in order to figure out okay this is what's wrong this is what's right or whatever absolutely curly so i have a question in regards to social anxiety and i'm going to tell you because Again, I always go back to my brother, Johnny, because that's like the closest thing I have like mm-hmm. to the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. So he he has a lot of social anxiety. You know, yeah. he'd rather stay at home. He rarely likes going out to parties. His friends invite him. And I have to tell him, Johnny, like you, you got to go and explore and meet new people. And does that is that a thing like for you or yes. you just never experienced that? Oh, my God. I'm very open about it. And I think that a lot of people, you know, they consider me an extrovert. And I'm, and I'm like, I am a very, very, very friendly and loving introvert like i love people i love to make jokes but like i i if you tell me like like if you're like curly come to the house i'm making dinner it's just me and two other people done if you tell me curly come into the house i'm having a party i'm gonna like fuck like what do i yeah, you know i will say that mm-hmm. there's several things right i'm like we have to grow up in the closet we have to grow up in the dark we have to learn how to move in the world without being able to do the same things that a lot of straight people, specifically straight passing people as well, can do. Like, you can have a crush on a boy and flirt when you're, like, in the sixth grade and be like, I like him or whatever. I couldn't do that. I mean, I still did it because I was like, I don't give a fuck. But, like, a lot of (laughs) us couldn't do that, right? So Mm -hmm. we're not given the same grace or the same time to really grow in the same way that a lot of people uh, get to, specifically cishet people get to, um, my anxiety also comes from the fact that I present as a queer person. You look at me, I got a little sway in my hip, I move my hand a certain mm. type of way. You know, I wear makeup and when you when I open my mouth, I'm like, hey, what up? You know what I mean? I'm not like, uh-huh. oh, I'm not, what's good? I'm like, what up? <laughs> what's good? You know? Yeah. So I feel like I always talk about I have moved through the world as a queer person and it is scary. Like Toxic masculinity uh, seeks to uh, destroy a lot of things that aren't masculine. And whether that's a woman, a femme, somebody who's queer, it's scary. I have to worry about if I want to go out, for example, I was wearing, I just went to a fashion show and I was wearing a small bolero, naked and just jeans. I would never go into like a a gas station like that by myself. I'd be scared because what would happen? Like what's going to happen? Yeah. So it's the outside world, right? And, and and what they put on us that causes it. It's a safety thing. And I find that a lot yes. of queer people, we're just afraid for our lives. We're afraid of like 
getting made fun of. We're afraid of like people uh, instigating a situation. You know, some straight people get to hold hands with the person that they love on the street. If I want to hold my boyfriend's hand on the street, it is almost like an act of like um, revolution. It's like I'm being like, here we are. I'm fucking queer and we're going to hold hands Mm -hmm. down the street. But I don't want to fucking be a revolutionary, Cheekies. I want to hold my man's hand. Yeah, I feel you. It's kind of like, what the heck, you know? Yeah. And has it gotten, <laughs> has the social anxiety gotten better throughout the years, you feel? Um, has it after, well, because, well, yeah. Has girl, it because I, I, the I mean, pandemic with, is one thing, but anyways. With the pandemic, it has, you know what? Um, it it always changes. I always say uh, there's no right answer and there's no wrong answer and the right answer always changes, right? So like mm. some days I'm like, oh, I'm fucking good. I'm doing so good and this is what works for me and other days I'm like, nah. I'm, but I'm very like, the way that I was raised and a lot of people are raised is like, I'm not going to back down. So like, you have anxiety, l- l- I got to fight it. I'm not going to sit got- there and be like, oh no, I can't do it. And some people do yeah. and that's okay and we're all in different places in our life. But I will say I do this thing. Um, like, I hate going to the supermarket. I get anxiety about going to the supermarket. And I know a lot of people do as well. Um, yes. But I do this thing where I'm like, Curly, if you go to the supermarket right now, you're going to meet a fine-ass guy. And he's going to be <laughs> so fucking... I'm like, you want to meet a fine-ass guy? You want to meet a... Fi- Let's go. And so I go. I'm all excited. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to meet my, my husband. <laughs> that's that's funny, dude. I stay in that zone. And I so I get it. there and to Mekita for a while. Uh-huh. That, I used to... I, that's so crazy. I used to do that to go to the gym, bitch. I used oh, to be yeah? Like, I'm like, ooh, get, get cute, girl. Put on those... Like, go work out because, you know, there's going to be a hot guy there. That's yes, why I started going to the yes, gym. Yes. <laughs> That's how you trick yourself and you do those things. I mean, anxiety, I think that is like, it's a big thing. Even like, you know, por ejemplo, mi mi abuelita que tiene 80 años me dice el otro día, she's like, oh, has oído de esta palabra que se llama ansiedad. And I'm like, of course, I've I've lived with anxiety. Mm-hmm. I um I know her. She lives in my house too. She never she leaves. lives in my house too. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I'm like, but if you're yeah. barely learning that language, you know, my dad, for example, learning about the word trauma. He mm-hmm. didn't know. And so now he's more open. He's like, I think that was traumatizing to me as a kid. I think I have trauma. Yeah, like, it's because I think they grew up not believing in anxiety or depression. And no, you know, and and no, dude, that shit exists. And it's real. And I think after the pandemic, I, that's when I, it really hit me. Yeah, where I'm same. like, damn, what is going to happen? Sometimes you think twice, three times to go out now. You know what I mean? So and it, you hit that. You hit that rock bottom where you're just. I did, you know, I was going through a lot during the pandemic or should I say the quarantine and I started feeling all that, the depression Mm -hmm. and everything, you know, like the unknown, you feel me? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of us, like the unknown is kind of what scares us all the time. Um, it, It was something, I saw something that said, if you're feeling depressed, it's because you're thinking about the past too much. And if you're feeling anxious, it's because you're thinking about the future too much. So if no you can manches, find a way to stay in the true. present, it mm-hmm. helps. I mean, look, it's so hard because I'm always, especially like we're in entertainment too, right? Like, and I started in the kitchen. So I feel like I got kind of discovered in a way. And I'm like, well, what happens with us in entertainment? We got to keep hustling. We got to keep singing and dancing and making jokes, mm-hmm. making jokes till I'm 80. Now I got to get on TikTok and learn a fucking whole routine. It's the pressure. Like- <laughs> yeah, it's some serious pressure. No, yes. for real. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I just put something on, on my Instagram about that too, about you know, live in the moment. Don't worry about what hasn't even happened. You feel me? Has, we stress yeah. ourselves out. De gratis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
My therapist yeah. calls it catastrophizing. Oh, you're catastrophizing. catastrophizing. You're creating a scenario that hasn't even happened yet. You're thinking of a catastrophe that hasn't even happened. And so I'm like, mm. my therapist calls it future tripping. You're future, future tripping. tripping. I've heard mm. that one too. Yes. Yeah. I, I love like, Damn, that. I'm future tripping right now. Hold up. I'm, I'm always <laughs> fucking future tripping. Always. Honestly, Curly, this has been such a beautiful, open, honest relationship. Relationship conversation could be a relationship too. Yes, um, but- I'm ready. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now that I know, you know. We're both verse. It could work. Yes, it could. <laughs> I just want to say thank you. Honestly, you are a beautiful human being. You have such a beautiful light and this mind that I'm just like so you're intriguing. So thank, thank you. you. And I think that you are a wonderful role model, a person that people can look up to, and which is why I wanted to talk to you. And I don't know, do you have some type of advice, something that you would want to tell someone that's coming out and they don't know what to do or how to do it? Um, Thank you so much for your words. And I really feel like this is a really beautiful conversation as well. So the feeling is absolutely mutual. Thank Um, you, baby. Advice. You know, um, there's no wrong way. There's no right way. And the answer always changes. If you are in a safe space, if you are in a space where you can come out, do it. You're going to love it. If you can't, that's also okay. Like, do what feels right Mm -hmm. for you. Do it the best way that you can. At the end of the day, we're all going to go back to the source. We're all little cups of water going to get thrown back into the ocean and you know live it up as best as you can um love as hard as you can laugh as hard as you can masturbate do the thing stick something in your yes. booty hole call it a day <laughs> explore you know explore. Yeah. yes and you know talking about this subject that's what i told johnny when he wanted to come out i'm like dude if it makes you feel worse keeping it inside, then bring it out. If it's gonna, if it's scary to bring it out, keep mm. it in for a little bit. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I just want you to be happy. And once you're happy and you don't, you don't have that weight on you, and you're like, this is who I am, and you, you completely accept yourself first. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is gonna feel that and accept you. Have no other choice but accept you. And then mm-hmm. you're gonna be able to really just fly. You feel me? Yes. And yeah. he did. Now he feels. I've seen since he's talked about it. You know, publicly he he's definitely radiating he's better he's just in a different place you know so that's just my little two cents on it but you know absolutely (laughs) curly thank you again it has been a wonderful conversation we have to do it again for sure yes please and i want i'm sure a lot of people know who you are but just in case they may not know and they just put on game today let them know your social where they can find you all your 411 except your address go awesome <laughs> you can find me on instagram and tiktok at the curly b show b is in victor um and mm-hmm. i'm just there I just i basically just share me and my family all the time um and we like also that. would love to have you on our podcast we yes are called, i was gonna tell you about that yes we are called the super secret bestie club it's me and my best friend um maya morillo who uh oh. you know we have we give advice on topics that are very normal crushes boyfriends love i'm always giving like the kind of problematic advice and she's more like <laughs> i love it i would love to i would love to be on that would be sure. so amazing we'd love to have you um please check us out oh thank you all right thank you so much thank you so much for having me adios thank you And don't forget to listen to Cheekies and Chill every Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is a production of iHeartRadio and My Cultura Podcast Network. Follow us on Instagram at My Cultura Podcasts and follow me, Cheekies, on Instagram at Cheekies. And I'll see you guys next week. Les mando un beso and remember, con Dios todo, sin el nada. Bye.
diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results, made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.